everyone to the Virtual Ball Boys podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Matt. What if you see Big Bird robbing an old lady? <laughs> what if you see Big Bird and Barney <laughs> slapboxing? <laughs> what if you see Big Bird walk up to you and ask where Sesame Street at? <laughs> so, I, I, like, I was... I knew that this is one of the few times I knew what your intro outro was going to be. So excuse me, intro was going to be. Yes. But I, it still startled me because good. Just, uh, your de- your new Denver Bronco, everyone. This Jerry Judy, uh, back. They, I, someone said high school. Uh, hello. That would be about his when he was in high school. Yeah, felt very. It was very philosophical about um about Big Bird, and. Ask just you know, ask the world a lot of questions about him. Um, and that was a lot, a lot more that I didn't want to repeat or come out of my mouth. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know what though? Like, thank God that that was like the only because we've had like in recent years like some interesting like, social media controversies. Uh, some that just have have actually hurt people's stock and. You know, things have yeah. gone down. Thank God that that was like the most controversial Twitter thing that. <laughs> I don't even know if that counts as controversial. No, 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 I, I, no, I know funny. it's 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 not. It's not outside of well, outside of like the what if Big Big Bird fucked Elmo, which is just a weird. Yeah, just, that, that's that's a little weird. That's a little that's a little uncomfortable. But you know, right? Um, but but like you know what? Whatever. Like, I, if that's the limit, then you know I'm okay with that. Um. So draft happened. Draft did it happen. sure did. It, it happened. Um, your thoughts generally on, on how it, the draft went? It was fun, but there were some very, very confusing situations. <laughs> so, and when you say situations, do you mean Mister Titan, or do you mean like pick situations? All of them. <laughs> Everything. We cannot forget Mister Titan. Okay. Well, let's. Well, uh... <laughs> so what we're gonna do is, uh, I and I think what I'll do to kind of speed things along is we'll implement news items into going through our like the round one order let's say um and then if we want to talk about anything that happened later rounds we could do that at the end um but i i want to start out right out of the gate with how for the first 10 picks pretty chalky you know like just not, yeah. nothing felt, insane right it felt re- it felt natural it felt like okay i can see i can see that happening it's it's the quarterbacks w- went where they wanted where yeah. we thought they were the certain positions like we knew that the giants were going to take an o-line it may not be the o-line that we thought but it was an o-line sure uh panthers took a defensive player cardinals we thought were going to take an o-line but they took a really good defensive players and it all it all felt right 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 i i and just to to touch on a few, like you said, uh, well, 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 Joe Burrow got got what we have been expecting since pretty much since he won the national championship. He was the number one overall pick, even probably before that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's we, he was basically locked in there for a while. He had been the Bengals guy, and yeah. it's it, that's locked in. So was Chase Young to the Redskins. That was pretty much locked in. Uh, we thought the Lions would trade out. That didn't happen. They ended up taking who we all thought they would, Jeff Okuda. Um, the Giants took a different route than I think some people were expecting with Andrew Thomas, but I've heard even prior to him being drafted that he was rising up the draft boards because he was just 
the all-around offensive pro-ready tackle and lineman that makes sense that, that it just yeah that it just it just made sense so I, I was as a Giants fan very happy about that and then the Dolphins picked and I I was so worried that this was not gonna happen this whole time after everything that they've been through <laughs> but finally the Dolphins the tanking for Tua actually still worked out for them even though Ryan Fitzpatrick won them games still uh Tua is in their hands Tua is now a Miami Dolphin and Justin Herbert went to the Chargers after that and then Derek Brown to the Panthers, Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals, as we talked about earlier. Go Cubs! That was that was the, the big defensive player that a lot of people were looking right. forward to. Really talented guy. Uh, and C.J. Henderson uh, went to the Jaguars, uh, replacement cornerback for their two lost corners, and Jedrick Wills uh, to Cleveland. So then you go a little bit further down. Uh, the, the yeah the Jets took the, the like another really good offensive lineman, Mekhi Beckton. And then the Raiders, for the first wide receiver off the board, take they, Henry Ruggs. They took the fastest guy in the draft. Yes. Not the best wide receiver in the draft, but the fastest. Which I heard a lot of people say, and I didn't know much about his draft philosophy, but their late uh, owner, Al Davis, Al Davis, would have been proud in yeah. terms of how they draft. Well, okay, well let's just, let me just say, though, like, People say that about almost every single Raiders draft pick. It's kind of getting annoying <laughs> at this point. Like, oh, that's a yeah. real, that's a real Al Davis pick. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, I've yet to hear people really explain that to me well. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, it's a, he's, and he's a fast guy. He's probably gonna be, do very well for them. They oh, he'll be fine. Guy. Yeah, and he's like, he's a first round receiver. Like, there yeah. was no question that Henry Ruggs should have gone in the first round. Yeah, but he was. He was a hard number three for me. Right. No. Lamb, Lamb and Judy. Lamb and Judy were by far like more expected to go higher than he was. I yeah. If I if I were to put money down, I would have said Lamb would have been the first. And it's right. And Rugs. Spoiler alert. But well, you guys should know what happened with the draft. But <laughs> Rugs and Lamb. I I would have I would have just flipped their positions, and that would have made a lot more sense to me. I would have thought that Lamb right. would have gone, and then Rugs. Um. So uh, yeah, I I thought it was it was, it was fascinating. It, it, it just like Raiders just always seem to be like that organization that just wants to mess with the status quo and not like not like be like everyone else with like the like they don't want to listen to mock drafts. Maybe it's because they have a guy who has done mock drafts for or who has been like a talent evaluator for a network for a long time, and right. and uh, maybe he just wants to make everyone's mock drafts look bad. I don't know. Uh, so it's it just, it's just very strange to me with the way the Raiders are doing it, but Hey, if they, they got the talent that they wanted, that works out well for them. Uh, the, the Buccaneers, uh, got an offensive lineman, Tristan Wurz, and we're going to pause here because we got to talk about the big news story that came before the draft. What was that? Oh, that's Matt? right. Yeah. Did you, we, we forget about these <sighs> things happening, but what, what happened, Matt? Rob Gronkowski. Was back. been traded to the Buccaneers. He back from the Patriots. Rob Rob is back. Yeah, I, I, the, it it's it's fine. Like, it's not. I don't think it's as big of news or deal or impact on the Buccaneers as pe- everyone wants it to be. Sure, but still, like that's pretty that's pretty weird. Well, yeah, it's... Grox is like, hey. Yeah. My bud moved town. I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, well, I think that 
it basically, and I think someone else might have said this in like a column uh, somewhere, but it, it kind of felt like when, when Gronk retired, yes, he was dealing with a lot of injury issues, but especially to his back, but he, he was more so, I think, sick of the Patriot culture, uh, and it, it kind of showed that, hey, I'm willing to come back to play football as long as it's not with the Patriots, as long as long as it's with my buddy Tom Brady. And so yeah. it just it, it it made sense. I mean, the Bucks uh, or the the Patriots, I think, got like a fourth rounder in return. Uh, nothing. It it uh, worked out for both parties. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was like it wasn't like a blockbuster trade or anything. I mean, everyone kind of made made a lot of connections to the fact that like Marshawn Lynch, like a few years ago uh around this time was traded uh for you know a, a day three pick uh to yeah. uh to go to oakland and and play for oakland for a little bit of time uh so um you know if it works out for them <laughs> then it's great you get the best one of the best tight ends of all time the best quarterback of all time you put them on the same field it could work out for them who knows um so that's that was pretty interesting. It'll uh, either work out for them or it will be the movie Grown Ups too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why that movie in particular? I don't know. I couldn't think of like. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like a movie that has bombed. Is about well, not not necessarily that's that that's bombed, but um, well, partially, but a movie about like older people like getting back into it and i couldn't think of one and for some reason i'm pretty sure grown-ups <laughs> is kind of like that plot and then i said grown-ups too because adding the two on it makes it funnier well yeah <laughs> thank you for walking us through your comedic process i yes. i i was um i i was thinking maybe like it's like a sequel because it's now like now it's like a second part a second chapter in the in the in the yeah. brady gronk bromance of sorts um but yeah i hey i I, I like I, I think why not for the Buccaneers? Why not give this a shot? And, and it sounds like they want to keep OJ Howard after all of this. I mean, now they they kind of have to. They can't really trade him for anything that they can get now. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. Maybe this is gonna just work out for their talent pool. They have so many freaking weapons to choose from. Um, and they will all catch five yard passes because <laughs> that's how far Brady can throw. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, <laughs> The next up, uh, the, the so the 49ers were one of like the big names frequently throughout this draft. Um, and I, I just want to like take a pause here as well and just talk about how you, they got one of the, the underrated defensive players of the draft in Javon Kinlaw. They get a receiver in Brandon Ayuk, uh, from Arizona State, uh, but then later in the draft after moving up and down the the board a bunch in the first round and some of the later rounds as well uh they acquire offensive tackle trent williams we've been hearing Hmm. this guy wanting to get out of washington for years now even so when bruce allen was at the throne of washington's organization uh and he finally gets his wish. He's finally out after what has just been a tumultuous ending to his Redskins career. He is now a San Francisco 49er. What do you think about the 49ers at this very point? I mean, they almost won a Super Bowl last year. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then just got better. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's 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 surreal. Uh they also traded Matt Breda to the Dolphins and Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin to the to Eagles. To the Eagles. Yeah. So you got Which is move that satisfies everyone. Like San Francisco had a wonderful few days. Definitely. Definitely. And and do you, do you think that Goodwin and Breda from a fantasy point of view, do you think that they have a shot at like their like like Breda making like a run at the running back, the starting running back role considering that he May- was that he was like amongst maybe. the four like running backs that San Francisco was right. using. Yeah. Um I mean he might. It's him and Jordan Howard and I think Jordan Howard is going to get the get most of the share there. Uh, Marquise yeah. Goodwin, um, I'm really not sure, just because of, I don't know what, what all the Eagles are gonna do. Like sure. they went from, uh, he definitely has a chance because they had nobody at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, and now he'll, he'll have a, he'll have a chance to compete with Alshon and compete with their rookie pick to, yeah, uh, to try to earn a spot. Yeah. Um. Then you have the Denver Broncos uh, who took Jerry Judy off the board. Uh, Falcons went a little high uh, to get uh, A.J. Terrell, uh, cornerback. The Falcons were looking to trade up. Uh, did not uh, did not happen for them. Um, but So that I think they just settled on A.J. Terrell. Uh, and then the Cowboys. I... Um, uh. I This paid me. This... this I actually, like felt like a rock in my stomach after this pick because as you know i i'm not like big on on like talking about the giants like rivals and being like oh i hate their guts you know like I, it's just yeah. not who i am but they're i've just as a as a personal like their personalities and who they are like i just ne- never really loved the cowboys never really the cowboys loved, are terrible and never really love like washington either so like it, like yeah. there's just it's i i and, like I, like, I don't mind Philly. I think that's, like, supposedly the Giants' big rival or whatever. But my God, did I not hate... Did I hate the Cowboys more than ever when they took CD Lamb? Because they had so many other needs, but God damn, that totally. offense. That's, that offense. It, like, that's absolutely a pick to prevent Philly from getting Lamb. Probably, right? Like, it, yeah. I, I and, mean... and it's the, like, like we were talking about how we didn't expect Ruggs to go before Lamb or Judy. I'm pretty sure the Cowboys felt the same way. And I've, I've, I've seen read things that they were like, none of our projections had Lamb falling to us. Yeah. Like he was that, he was that good of a player that they were, that they, they thought. And I kind of agree with them that sure. it's, it's an injustice almost that he's fallen this far. I, I I completely agree with them, and it's kind of refreshing to hear something so honest yeah. <laughs> on that front. You know, about saying like, you know, that, that how how can this even happen? And they're kind of right. I was just hoping that they would, it would just be like they they pick you know like a Clavon Chasen or something like just getting someone mm. someone else in there, and then and then like have CD Lamb just go to a team that's like a little bit more likable. I don't know, um, <laughs> but I I. I commend them for the pick. That's a fine pick. I it kills me as a as someone who has to watch them play and see them succeed because I just feel like it's gonna work for them, at least for this at least for this year. Because you know how the, this works for the Cowboys. They have a down year, and then they have an amazing year, and then they falter again. 
this 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 year is there gonna be like a big year this is this is this is supposed yeah. to be their up year so it's like i don't know if i totally buy into that <laughs> well, I, well, but I, I mean you have dak prescott throwing to fucking amari cooper cd lamb and michael gallup yeah. with ezekiel fucking elliot as your running back so who knows yeah right <laughs> it, it, and and i mean i think that you know we'll see how their defense does uh, but I don't know. I I think that this is a good squad. Um, yeah. Dolphins took Austin Jackson. Uh, Raiders once again with a completely curveball to picking Damon Arnett, a cornerback supposedly was like a third round pick. Uh, now getting picked in the first round like that. Um, they have the Jaguars took Clavon Chase on as we mentioned earlier. Uh, then you have the Eagles who took Jalen Rieger and the Vikings who took Justin Jefferson, uh, another two wide receivers off the board there. The, both of them, both of them in good positions to contribute immediately. Oh, absolutely. I think all, all, all these wide receivers, uh, picked in this round would, um, and, uh, the chargers who did not have another first round pick, uh, traded back in to the first round. With New England. Via the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots just trade out because that's just how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, Chargers took Kenneth Murray, uh, linebacker out of Oklahoma. And I, I, there was no one that I saw get as much praise uh, in terms of late round, first round picks like Kenneth Murray because he was just being praised up and down as like he's he's the locker room guy. That, I, that's yeah. such a trope, but it's a guy that just has so much respect, has uh, is a leader, could be a captain in year two. Like this Chargers dude, defense is gonna be scary. Yeah, yeah, right. Like <laughs> you, you got you got a lot. Of, like you got you still got Ingram there. Uh, you know you got Bosa and and you got Derwin James at the back end. Like it's this is a great group. Uh, like Kenneth Murray is kind of like your pl- replacement, I think, of Thomas Davis, who left in free uh, agency. So, um, it really is just that's like a perfect pick for them. It's probably worth worth trading up. Um, then the Saints got Caesar Ruiz center. Uh, we talked about Ayuk already, and then the Packers. So, this was not. So Miami was supposed to pick here, uh, and then the Packers trade up. And I kind of thought, all right, they're trading up probably to take a wide receiver, A right? wide receiver. You got maybe yeah. like a Higgins or a Pittman yeah. or a Denzel yeah, Mims. Like, right. Know? I was like, like T- you know, okay, trading up. Probably like T. Higgins. That's, this seems like yes. they really want this guy. Right. They got to provide something to Aaron Rodgers. Right before the pick was read, though, I did I did text, text you and I was like, <laughs> yes. what would happen if the Packers <laughs> picked a quarterback here and you're like, I would lose like I, something along the lines of like, I like, Oh my God, no way. I, 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 I said, I would, I would lose my shit or something. I would lose my let shit, me, but, me, that, that, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, it happened. Jordan love goes to the Packers she- and the fallout from this has been very fascinating to watch because supposedly no one told Aaron Rodgers this was going to happen. No one just warned him. <laughs> oh my god! And it's not like it's not like the Packers were waiting there and the quarterback fell into their lap, like AKA right. 2005 when Aaron Rodgers was falling and he kind of just fell into the Packers' lap. They, they didn't trade. They up traded for him. up. They traded up. They were like, "That's our guy. We're going for him." 
We are just I going want to. I want to read you something. Go ahead. Um, so this is career touchdown passes to first-round picks. Mm-hmm. So uh, Drew Brees has thrown 104 touchdown passes to first-round picks. That's the. I'm just going to say player and then the number. Brady, 205. 105. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning has, ha- has 293, which is a lot. Favre, 127. Uh, Roethlisberger, 69. Nice. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, one. Wow. To Mercedes Lewis last season. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has thrown one touchdown pass to a f- former first-round pick in his career. Oh, wow. The Packers do not care about supporting their quarterback how they need to. It was like, it it, it was all like the the stars rearranged themselves in this draft to say, draft a fucking wide receiver. (laughs) And they took a quarterback, traded up for a quarterback, no less. And then with a later pick, took a running back, even though they have... They had the running back who led the league in touchdowns the previous season. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> the Packers taking Jordan Love was my favorite moment of the draft as a Bears fan. As a Bears fan. Yeah, I... Like, I, I don't know, man. It's kind of surreal that, like, this team has not picked an offensive player in in the first round of the draft since 2011 which offensive was players or skill position offensive players period okay so not even line not, fuck so they haven't picked an offensive wow. offensive player since 2011 in the first round that was the that was the year that they're coming off their super bowl appearance yeah right or their super bowl their win. win yeah their win their win they haven't picked any offensive players, and the first time they do it, it's like, hmm, hmm, let's see, deepest wide receiver group in memory, which, by the way, they don't even pick another wide receiver at all during the draft. No, they don't. <laughs> and they're like, hmm, let's, let's pick, let's, let's not try to, let's not think about right now, let's think about in the future, when Aaron Rodgers is going to be, gonna be setting sail, let's, right now, just right now, let's right just... this second, when you were a game away from the fucking Super Bowl, <laughs> let's take a quarterback. And adding a wide receiver would fix that problem. <laughs> like the the whole, dude. Like people, people, some people feel like I I I've, I've heard that there are some takes out there that say that they the the fact that the defense could not get pressure enough pressure up in the up the middle for the Packers was a major issue. And if you look at their draft, they did address those, those concerns in, uh, in, in various picks, which fine. That's that we can, we can agree that that's at least one of the elements, but the other element is that there is not real. You look at the wide receiver group. It's just not that deep. And we've always been saying this about Aaron Rodgers, at least for it's, like the last few years, it's Devonte Adams and no one else. No one else has been able to step up and be a consistent number two. Like, you can't just have Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is great. 
He's a very talented wide receiver. He should be the number one on the team. But you can't do it with one receiver. And the Packers, too, like, you have to consider the fact that, like, um, you know, that, that, that they had, that, that their situation in the NFC Championship game was that Devontae Adams was completely shut down yeah. because of the fact that they only could, they only, all they had to do was just block Adams and that was it. And he's been asking for this for so freaking long, Aaron Rodgers. He's, he literally was on a radio show like 24 hours or 48 hours earlier saying, hey, it would be great if you guys could take a wide receiver. He was literally pleading with the team, please take a receiver. And they took his successor. <laughs> I sound I sound distressed. I could not be happier right now talking about the failures of this fucking team. <laughs> I mean, I and look... They we're we're probably all knowing the Packers' luck because they've had probably the best luck of any franchise in terms of quarterbacks. Knowing who they are, Jordan Love could be outstanding for this team. It could be great. And you know what else is going to happen? Jordan Love is going to win one Super Bowl because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Brett Favre combined have two Super Bowl wins. Right, but but the but ultimately like people are going to look back at it and be like, this is a brilliant pick because it's the fact that they have the quarterback and that, that they could take the quarterback and groom him for the future, have him sit on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers and have him be groomed for the future. Great. But why? Like, you're not a build for the, you are not the dolphins. You are yeah. not, the, you're not the dolphins. You're not like the Bengals. Least... You, you were a game away from the Super Bowl, Right. And, and think you of were the... the second best team Record-wise, in the <laughs> NFC last year, yeah, and, and and think of it like this too. You, when you when you look back at the Brett Favre time, and and I I was a, a huge football fan back then, so I apologize if if my my facts are not completely correct on this, but Brett Favre was openly talking about his retirement for a long time, and that included around two thousand five, and so the fact that he was throwing that shit out there. That's why the Packers took Aaron Rodgers with that pick. Because one, he fell in their laps. And two, you have to start preparing for the future, especially if your quarterback's talking about retirement. This was not one of those situations. Aaron Rodgers has said, I, I mean, he probably hasn't said, that, oh, I'm going to play until I'm 40. But he has not, he's been saying that he wants to play for still a l long time. Like, he still wants to be in this league. He still wants and to play. And he can do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So I like he's yeah. he's up there with like Brady in terms of they can play for a long time. Right. And they're still good after a long time. And and Favre, I mean, Favre, he dropped off in his last year. But like when he was with the Vikings, he was pretty solid. Like he yeah. he, he, had, he had actually brought them to the NFC championship game. You know, so like it's I don't know. I we, we spent a lot of time on this it is but it, but it is the biggest story of this draft uh, and it's turned the perspective of the Packers' future. You know, it has just thrown everything upside down for this team a little bit. Can they still can't like win the Super Bowl in this current state? Maybe they could. Yeah. But I, I, it's just I just don't understand completely why, especially in a wide receiver rich draft, why you wouldn't at all, at all take at all one wide receiver. This. Yeah, one wide receiver. Because it's like it's 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 mind-boggling. It, it's it really is. Um, 
And then the rest of the first round, pretty much nothing too big. Uh, yeah, the Seahawks took Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen from the Ravens, and then Isaiah Wilson for the Titans. Uh, then uh, Dolphins took, surprisingly, a cornerback. And Noah, I'm not, I'm not going to try the last name uh, <laughs> right now, but he, uh, they, that was a little surprising because they have like the highest paid cornerback duo in the league. That might have been a slot cornerback that they were picking. Uh, maybe that's the role that they're taking, but uh, I guess still a strange choice for their third first round pick. Um, then they had, then there's Jeff Gladley, Gladney, uh, cornerback for the Vikings. And then probably the last really interesting first round pick, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, running back. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, if you are drafting for a, a, uh, uh, dynasty league doing a rookie draft, he is your one-on-one. There you go. You pick him first. I have the 110 because I won the championship last season. Um, so I will not be getting Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> I just know that for a fact. Will I just know that Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I will not have him on my team. However, he he's the best pick. Yeah. I, I this I mean I I said and and when Chet Avery was here, he said it as well. And I felt like this as well. I I really felt like they going running back here was just the smartest play for the Chiefs because maybe it makes it, so much sense. It was maybe <laughs> like and not not to say that Damian Williams is not great, he is, and I I'm sure that they that they could have maybe maybe gotten like some extra secondary help or something. Like I I don't know, but I I just think adding another weapon to the offense is just yeah. fun. It just come on, like yes. keep on keep on. But they were they were thinking about taking Henry Ruggs if he, they felt if he fell to them. Like, like think about that. Like that's like insane. Yeah. So I like I love it. I love it for the Chiefs' strategy. Okay, let's talk uh, the uh, other few uh, you know other few picks uh, here. I we won't go through. We won't go through all of the rounds. But what's yeah. a pick that you'd like to discuss? So um, can I can I just like talk a talk a bit about the the running backs in general where they landed? Yeah, sure, go the, for that. The big bigger names, okay. Yeah. So all pretty much all of them, I really like their landing spots in terms of how they can uh, how they can potentially uh, potentially take take over uh, mm-hmm. pretty early on. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire, it's he he's he's great. He's he can start this year and be amazing. Jonathan Taylor, I love his landing spot in Indianapolis, uh, especially uh, like they the, now Indy they don't have to pay Marlon Mack, and they had this amazing talent in um, in Taylor. J.K. Dobbins on the Ravens is almost unfair. As soon as Mark Ingram leaves, Dobbins is gonna take over the role. He's gonna be amazing next to Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, Cam Akers to the Rams, I think is great. The Rams don't really have a, a clear number one there. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn to the uh, to the Buccaneers a little bit later pick, but uh, someone I watched play at Illinois mm-hmm. before he went to Vanderbilt and is considered a Vanderbilt player. But I was I watched him for most of his college career. <laughs> yeah, uh, which yeah. is cool. Uh, the only one that I don't really like is uh, DeAndre Swift going to the Lions, just because now the Lions backfield seems crowded. Unfortunately, I don't think the carry-on experiment is working out. Maybe if 
carry on is good and then deandre swift can add add to that um they'll have like this one-two punch at at running back but it's it's better for the lions as a team than i think it is for deandre swift uh, yeah i think the, i think the lions are very much gung-ho about this running back by committee style um of play and and does it work sometimes sure you got in kansas city is a great example of that it kind of works um mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I I, I agree with you. I, like I, I, I just I don't I don't know if like DeAndre Swift maybe like a little bit more of the on the bulky end could be like a little bit more of like a between the tackles guy, maybe. I, I but I I, I kind of agree because I just think that I think that they're 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 too similar. I think of running yeah. backs, uh, for me to kind of feel like okay, I I could see where they're going on on I like to, I could see this working as a as a running back cut by committee thing. Like I don't know, I, it could, but I I just don't necessarily see it right now. The what and, and AJ Dillon like that was the other one that we we talked about it with the Packers already, but mm-hmm. I I I felt like they they went with it for the second round. Does that mean like Jamal Williams is out? Or they just want to have like a ton of money backs, like because I mean I know I you know Matt Lafleur kind of. I mean, go ahead, you can finish. Jamal Williams isn't that great of a running back. No, I I know. Especially well, compared to Aaron, especially compared to Aaron Jones. Sure, like, if they go it like with with how Lafleur I think wants to run things, having two good running backs is a positive. Well, yeah, Matt Lafleur comes from like the Kyle Shanahan tree, and yeah, and Shanahan loves his running backs, loves loves working with as many running backs as possible. Right, exactly. Like it's kind of it, it, it. That might be just the case that he's just gonna try to get you know a, you know quite a few little running backs here and there, uh, to to kind of make it all kind of come together. Um, I think the other quarterback controversy is worth noting here in Jalen yeah. Hurts. Um, and Jalen Hurts, who I I was you know I was high on I because I just I, I I liked watching him play in Alabama, and in Oklahoma, uh, thought he was. A pretty good player uh was surprised not to see him touted amongst the, the best but i i get it i i i could see where maybe they just didn't have you know the talent level that the others did uh but lands in philly as a second round draft pick in a surprise move just because of how high the pick is and considering the fact that they have carson wentz there already what did you think this, about this? This has made more sense to me at maybe not the, the, like how high it was, how high the pick it was, but Carson Wentz has gotten injured a lot mm. and gotten injured at very important moments through the season. And I think having a, having a capable backup is important for that. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree as much as that. I love Josh McCown, like having Jalen Hurts there would be a, a much better, much better fit. Yeah, well, McCown, I don't think is no, I don't think he's no longer on the roster anyway. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you have, I think that there's some Eagles fans who are like, what about you know. Nate Sudfeld, like, like, because like, everyone, because like, that was the other guy that was like that had always been in the backfield, but in the in the quarterback room, yeah, um, you know, during the you know the Eagles, you know, Super Bowl run and stuff like that, um, you know, I think that some people were say like, hey, what about him? I think that 
I, I, maybe they just, I, I, I could see it where Doug Peterson just enjoys seeing the talent that Jalen Hurts brings. Uh, he's just a dynamic playmaker. Uh, and like, I could see that maybe they groom him a little bit and yeah, if, if Carson Wentz goes down, maybe they, they trot him on, maybe, maybe they're not as high on the, as Nate Sudfeld. Maybe they would get rid of him as well. I don't know. It, it was, it was just surprising. I think considering where they pay, I, maybe they just wanted a really good backup quarterback, yeah. and they just they felt that they had to take this approach. And they it's like had, they got yeah. their they got their wide receiver. They patched up the secondary issue with Darius Slay. Yeah, and I was like, well, what else do we do? Let's draft a quarterback. Maybe that was the attitude. I don't think that's the attitude you should have, but. Well, maybe, but maybe they were looking at needs instead of like best player available type thing, right? Um, which, yeah, that's that 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 can sometimes you know falter for a team. But I don't know. I I mean I I'm I think I'm on the I'm on the edge of like doesn't really make a lot of sense. But at the same time, I I, I hear the Carson the fact that Carson Wentz is injured a lot. I hear that argument. I get it, and I think that he, Jalen Hurts can really work out well for Eagles. Uh, but I can't. If I'm Carson Wentz, I can't help but think: Are they drafting him to potentially take my job eventually? Oh yeah. yeah. Which is for someone who is just you know just completed his fourth year in the league, it's hard to kind of swallow that pill. Even though mm-hmm. Wentz has been, Wentz had like a monster like second half of the season. <laughs> you know, like he. Oh, absolutely. Dis- despite everything, like he had like a great you know end and to kind of. I, I can see where he feels like a little unsettled by a pick like this, but I, I like Hertz and I maybe Hertz and, and Wentz will like learn to just, you know, embrace each other and Hertz will understand that's Wentz's team and Wentz will understand, you know, we got to have someone behind me just in case I get hurt. Could also just be that everything is, you know, punky dory with the Eagles. So we'll see. Yep. Um, Last thing before we move on, sure. Mr. Titan. Yes. <laughs> Mike Rabel's draft, uh, uh, situation was all shades of interesting he had one guy off to the right actually i don't know if that's a guy or if it's a standee of him when he played for the patriots um because it looks looks stiff but wearing a, a 50 number 50 patriots jersey which was Vrabel's number um behind him is a tennessee titans flag which is not unfurled all the way like parts of the logo are cut off um there is a man in a uh, in a blue and white morph suit, which, upon looking closer, looks like a Frozone Halloween costume. But <laughs> uh, okay. we have dubbed Chris and I have dubbed him Mister Titan. Yeah. <laughs> and then a mirror in the back looks like a dude is on the toilet with his pants around his ankles. I think that's just a bad angle, honestly. But it's way funnier to imagine yeah. if there's a dude shitting on. <laughs> No, it was a bad angle. It was not someone yeah. on the toilet. Um, the the number fifty guy is not. It's that's not a standee. That's one of his sons. I think. Okay. Yeah. It really like in the the one screenshot. It really looks like it's a fucking cardboard cutout. Oh no! Absolutely. No, I get. I, I get it. Um, it it was just a very dynamic. And then like the next day, I think there was so much talk about it. His his house was just empty, with the exception of like the Titans flag yeah. behind him. <laughs> I um oh yeah no that there was a lot going on there um and there was that there was Mike McCarthy's extreme close up yes there that was, was Matt Nagy's Pepe Sylvia room 
<laughs> yes, it was uh, Nike Belichick, which is uh, Belichick's dog. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, there, there was a few fun moments about it. Um, I, you know, it's funny because the sweet thing about all this was, well, this was done. All of this was done in very tough circumstances, and I think what some evaluators, some coaches, some GMs have kind of come out of it based off of what I've seen from interviews and stuff is that they loved having the experience with their family and they enjoyed being around their family during it to the point that some of them might actually want to do this from home more often. You know, like that is kind of wild how within like a three week, four week span where there is people who are actively saying, we don't want this. We don't want to do it. We don't want to do it to people saying, that was fun. I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I thought that that was, um, I thought that was sweet. I thought, I thought, I just thought that that was really nice. All things considered that they kind of worked out, uh, on that front. Um, I don't think that there was anything, uh, else that, uh, I wanted to, uh, point out, uh, necessarily. What, what do you, uh, real quick, if we want to touch upon our teams. Sure. What did you think of the Bears? draft the bears draft i give anywhere between a c plus and a b okay it was good it was like yeah okay i wasn't thrilled about any pick except for uh the johnson the quarterback cornerback sure um where i was i was like yes absolutely this is a fucking amazing pick overall though like i think it's i i think it was okay and it 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 helped that i got, got to laugh at the packers so much Right. Um, the Panthers, I, I just want to talk about it because this was the first time in an NFL draft where it was the picks were spent on all defensive players. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's interesting. I, it's, yeah. a, it's an interesting approach. I mean, there is there has been rumors that this team is looking to potentially tank this year. Um but uh, I don't know. Maybe they just maybe they just want to go as defensive heavy as possible and because uh, they make it, make it easier on Teddy. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So beef up the defense, and then I mean you probably still need help at O line and tight end, but you pretty much have your wide receiver and running back and quarterback figured out for this year. So sure, a- absolutely. The the one thing I wanted to point out about the Bears pick was that um, boy, were you guys were the Bears fans on my Twitter feed uh, on pins and needles about the Bears' first pick and not oh, the, yes. the first pick. Uh, yes. That was fun sitting through. And it, was a, it. it was a fucking tight end. <laughs> uh, I, I think we've we've released some tight ends since, but there was a point where there were 10 tight ends on the Bears' roster. Yeah, that was Cole Clement Com- was the 10th. Cole Clement was, was the pick. Was the, was the 10th tight end. Yeah. Uh, on the roster i think after that they they there was there was a release or two um but yeah no i i love the jalen johnson pick for you guys that was i think a big 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 piece a big important piece for you guys to have um i know that the i know that there there are some bears fans that want safety but i think that a good cornerback in johnson and and a safety you know jackson I, i i i think you guys will be fine we oh, also no. did just sign a veteran safety today from off of the Texans. Oh yes, Deshaun Gibson. I forgot about yep. that. Um, 
the for the Giants, I w- I would say it was not the it, like I feel like I've I've looked back in panic about the Giants on uh, especially <laughs> in the in the in the Dave Gilman era. I I would I would say that this was a bad draft for them. I I, I kind of felt that they did the right thing with the first pick, Andrew Thomas. I I, I, I think that there are some people who are surprised by it and and but not but not like surprised and be like, oh how dare they? Like not like the Daniel Jones. And not pick. A, not Jordan Love surprised. Yeah, no right. No. Like they, they, this was kinda like a oh, okay. Because it basically there was like four offensive linemen all near the top and the Giants had the pick of any of them. And Andrew Thomas ended up being their pick and I was very happy with that. Uh, I was like, okay, good. We're good. And uh, yeah. then, then I was really worried about the defense. They, their best pick was their second round pick in Xavier McKinney. Who, they got one of the best safeties in the draft. I was oh, yeah. very, very, yeah, very so. happy uh, to get to, to see that pick happen. Uh, I, I would have loved to see something happen with the defensive line a little bit. I, they do, they ha- they do like some of the players that are currently on that defensive line. I get it. Uh, they really drafted linebacker heavy. <laughs> they drafted like four <laughs> different linebackers, so that's they they're very heavy on that front. Um, you know they and they they drafted some people in the secondary, uh, uh, another person in the secondary as well, but and and a few offensive linemen. Uh, so but I think that they addressed everything that needed to be addressed, maybe with the exception of wide receiver. And defensive line, I, I, but that's all I'm nitpicking at this point. Outs, yeah. Outside of that, I'm pretty. I'm like, all right, that that this was fine. This was a fine draft. We'll see how it works out. I still think that this defense is one of the worst in in the league, but <laughs> let's see if things change and uh, my my mind changes about that uh, at some point. Now, um, now other news that happened uh, after the draft, and uh, there's, I'm sure that we'll talk about other things that happened in the draft that we just haven't gotten to right now. But uh, Jameis Winston found a home. He is now the backup quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. He basically fills in for Teddy Bridgewater uh, in his role and uh, kind of throws the whole Taysom Hill storyline into more of a flux because you kind of thought like, okay, so now they're just going to roll with Taysom Hill as their backup now because they are so gung-ho about him potentially being the future of the franchise that they're going to, you know, if, if Drew Brees needs to come out for a few snaps, the Taysom Hill would come in and, and, and you know, be the backup. Uh, but Winston's kind of the backup of the situation, isn't he? Like, this is, it's, yeah. there's some weird things going on. What did you think of the, of the signing? I, I think it fits really well. I'd still call anyone crazy if they think Taysom Hill is going to um, take over Drew Brees' career, considering J- James Winston has thrown to more Saints players than Taysom Hill has. <laughs> and and also, um, so this may not mean as much for you. In ESPN Fantasy Leagues, Taysom Hill was granted tight end slash flex eligibility. Yeah. Because that's more what he serves on the offense, rather than quarterback. So sure, take that for what what you will. I, I yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, we did see that one game. I want was it the playoff game? I don't know. Um, there was that one game where he he showed up and like he he was actually he played quarterback for a little quarterback for a little bit, and he was pretty good. Like he wasn't yeah. terrible, but he was. But you know, it, it was it was you know it was interesting to see him in action as a quarterback, and they, he seemed like a dynamic as a dynamic player. But 
you're right. Like, it's just like, what what evidence do we have out there right now that he's going to be a future of the, of the quarterback position? Because I feel like if he was, Teddy wouldn't have been the backup last year. Right, right. Teddy and, wouldn't have come in for Breeze last and, year. And they would not have Jameis Winston come in here either and, and yeah. fill and, and now be the backup quarterback. I, I, I just think that when are you actually going to sit here and be like, what you've been boasting so much about Hill. Like, you literally put a first-round tender on him. So that way, like, if anyone tried to sign him, they would have to give up a fucking first-round pick in order to get him. Like, you are so, you're so high on this guy, but you still draft a quarter, you still sign another veteran quarterback. So to me, from Jameis's point of view, great. For the Saints' point of view, I'm like, Okay, but like, what's happening with Hill? Like, what's why is this fascination with Taysom Hill so much that you you feel like you need to keep him as your quarterback of the future? Because that's all that that's what he wants to do. He constantly he's gone on radio shows and said like, I I want a starting position in the court in in the NFL. I I want to start. I want I want to be a starter. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be you know this tight end guy forever. So I just I don't know. I. I'm a little confused by by the whole situation for the Saints, but for Winston, good for him. He finds a good finds finds a good home. Um, and last but not least, Andy Dalton was finally released today. He uh, was trade bait for a little while. Uh, they were, you know, I'm sure looking for no a, one bit. Yeah, for like a you know fourth round, fifth round pick, maybe even higher. Um, who knows what they were really offering? Um, but uh, no one really took the bait. So he, they decide to part ways, uh, and he is now off and uh, having to find a job. So now it's him and Cam Newton. Who's going to find a job first? I don't know. Either way, I think one of them, one of them is, uh, one of them is going to be on the Patriots. I think it's going to be Dalton. Yeah. Um, but Dalton is either going to go to the Patriots or the Jaguars. Well, that's the Jaguars I've been hearing is like the pro Jaguars is probably his best shot at getting a starting job at this point. Right? For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it one, I'm pretty sure he could at least, at least go toe to toe with Minshew. Yeah. If not just be better than him. And his old OC Jay Gruden is, is there. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I think that that just works out. It would work out great for him if they, if, if the Jaguars would allow him to be there. They kind of, they need to, to figure out that backup quarterback situation. I know they drafted the quarterback, uh, as well, but might as well just yeah. get some, another veteran in there, uh, for Minshew. If you want to groom Minshew even further, um, I just, I feel for Cam, man. I understand the situation with his injury and, and, and with mm-hmm. the circumstances that be out there for the, you know, for the NFL where they can't really go to facilities and they can't get, you know, use their doctors on Cam Newton to see if he's healthy or not. I just, dude was one of the most, like, talented players in the league. It was the most yeah. talented player in the league in 2015. And has now just kind of been completely. I, and that's the thing. Like I still think that Cam can start somewhere if he if he's healthy. Mm. You just don't know if he's healthy. Like if he can't if he can't run, he's not gonna he's not gonna be good. Like I'll I'll, I'll say that even as a Cam Newton fan, like he's got to sure. be able to to be mobile. 
but the, he can't prove that right now, and that that yeah. that sucks for him. I hope he gets a starting job somewhere, someday, even if it's not this year. Yeah, I if it weren't for again, and you could say this about a lot of things, but if it weren't for the circumstances again with 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 COVID and and, and the world as a whole, um, you know, he might have a job right now because people yeah. would, would be able to evaluate him. It's just that unknown. Um, that it's just kind of sitting there and, and he he's just I, he, I i think that based off of what has been reported about him that he's just he, he's willing to wait till august until he can find a place that he can be the starting quarterback uh you know and i i think that he he's gonna bank on and obviously you hope that's not the case but you know quarterbacks go down sometimes with injuries and he might take advantage of that um yeah so we'll see how it goes um so there you go cam newton and andy Dalton both on the market now Jameis winston off the market and gronk is in tampa weird world strange strange yeah. world. um all right so uh we are moving on here um so supposedly because who fucking knows anymore the schedule is gonna come out next week we think we think it's it they kind of keep on saying may 9th that that's gonna be the day mm-hmm. and so may 9th is a saturday so that's you know that's almost a week from today um so we figured let's do our schedule predictions uh because it's usually the, the schedule has always been one of the fun things i i i've always enjoyed uh, yes. about the off season when the schedule drops uh, and evaluating it to no end, even though it doesn't mean anything at the same time. <laughs> um, so what uh, which what was your approach for these schedule predictions, uh, Go Cubs? I didn't have anything concrete in terms of how I how I decided to do things. I took a little unorthodox approach to uh, our week one selection sure my week one selection yeah i mean i'm gonna be just i'll be just straight up like i figured that's because of the way that they're gonna organize the schedule is gonna be unlike anything we've ever seen because of the fact that they need to be prepared if let's say uh you know they have to cancel the first four weeks or something um i went full all in on uh interconference matchups i did all 16 matchups that are going to be played week one will be all interconference matchups because those are the ones I love interconference matchups, but they're also the ones that matter the least. And they are also the ones that can easily be removed from a schedule if need be. So I just went full on interconference mode. Okay. That's, that's I just, also, that's how I did. so gonna just be honest here. <laughs> forgot thought, forgot to do all of them for some reason i thought it was just the thursday night one week one my brain totally just <laughs> fucked up so all right well then i'll go first <laughs> yeah yeah I'll, I'll go first and i'll go through i'll go i'm so sorry no hey no but you know what it's we, we are we're usually we usually highlight the thursday night football one because that's that's the one that is significant um 
Yeah, but uh, I I I usually like going through all of week one because it's the it's the it's the those are the games you lo- most look forward to outside of like the playoffs and the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Because it's you're anticipating football, and that's why I always like predicting all of week one because I feel like it's gonna be interesting. Now, with that said, my Thursday night kickoff game would have been great, right? If the Patriots or the Texans, who are scheduled to play in Kansas City, would play. On Thursday night with Kansas City, that would have been wonderful. However, in this modified world that we are in, uh, and having to deal with uh, potential cancellations, uh, we the the Chiefs are going to have to host a interconference bef- uh, opponent, and I had two options to choose from: the Falcons and the Panthers. <laughs> Not necessarily the best two options uh for the for a opening matchup i decide let's go with the falcons and i will have falcons against the chiefs on thursday night football um what you said that you had your thursday night football right i have my thursday night my all of my other ones are not going to be interesting that's fine i don't have the math to put put together any any uh any big ones so I'm going to just throw a curveball and say that the Chiefs are going to play Thursday night. Yes. But in Las Vegas to rein in the new city mm. against the Raiders. So so they, they're not – it's not going to be a home game anymore. No. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And that's the only thing of note – interesting thing of note that I have. And, again, I apologize. No. Hey, no, I I like it. Well, it, this is because of what they did last year with the Packers Bears starting the the season. They've kind of opened up the door of of uh, the random new things kind of happening. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like with Thursday night, not just keeping it that the Super Bowl champion hosts. Um, so I think that would be interesting. I think that some Kansas City fans might be upset by that, though. <laughs> I Absolutely, can, I can see that they they would not be not be happy about that, but. Hey, you might get Sunday Night Football in the following week, and then you'll get your primetime batteries. Um, so Sunday Night Football, uh, I decided to go with the uh, who probably could have been the the AFC champion had it not been for a Derrick Henry coming through um, with the Baltimore Ravens, um, and. They they're playing the NFC East this year, and so I thought, why not put them against the ratings juggernaut, Dallas Cowboys, in a battle nice. of two crazy offenses for for Sunday night, um, and then for my Monday night Matt, the two Monday night uh ones, uh, I have the Eagles at Steelers, uh, for one matchup, and then. The late matchup, the Raiders host the Buccaneers. So Tom, <laughs> so Tom Brady goes to Oakland and faces John Gruden. And they, the Raiders were rumored to be one of the teams interested. I think that ended up being squashed basically near the end of the Tom Brady um, trial or what, what's, the, what's, what's what's the right word? Uh, uh, free agency tour. That's that's the T word. Not tour, trial. Yeah. Oh God. Please don't get involved in any more trials, Brady. Um, so that's uh, I. I very much. I feel like that would be a, an excellent cap to to the for Monday night. And 
it'd be it would keep people tuned in to a 10 o'clock slot that tends not to be watched as much. Yeah, no, yeah, people are staying up for Tom Brady's debut and it being in, in the in the debut of Las Vegas as well. I uh, feel like that would be interesting. Uh, and then my other teams, the other matchups I chose, uh, Browns at Giants, OBJ's re- re- Revenge, uh, Packers at Colts, uh, Rams at Bills, Lions at Jaguars, Titans at Vikings, uh, Texans at Bears, uh, Trubisky versus Watson in that sense, nice. Broncos at Panthers, uh, Bengals at Redskins, number one versus number two in the draft, uh, the 49ers at Patriots, uh, Chargers at Saints, Drew Brees facing his old team probably for the last time, uh, Dolphins at Cardinals, and Jets at Seahawks. Um, Good choices. I, I just because you know what this is just this is just how I ended up having to structure it because I just think that there's gonna be some weird weird matchups early on yeah. in the season considering the schedule changes. What do you um? What about Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, I did. Okay. Um, so what, what, what's your three for Thanksgiving? So obviously the Lions host, and they usually keep this one in division. So I'm gonna say they face the Packers this year. Okay. Uh, Cowboys are facing the Steelers this year, and I thought that would be a nice, like, like classic, like, America's team showdown, Cowboys versus Steelers on Thanksgiving. Sure, absolutely. I think I, I don't know who's home, who's away, but I just did that. Well, Cowboys, uh, I think Cowboys would host the Steelers this year, I think. Okay. I think. Then so that they, then it works out, yep. Yeah. And then I thought, like, who's a, who's been a team... Usually they they do like an in division game and it's been NFC South uh, a lot of the time uh, sure. past couple of years but I don't know maybe they'll maybe they'll change it up uh, 49ers Rams I think both te- both of those teams would get a lot of attention so that's gonna be the night game okay yeah that works out I I, I actually as well I did, I also had Packers at Lions um, I went with Giants at Cowboys because I, why I don't know I guess I want to torture myself and then. <laughs> Buck, I did Buccaneers at Saints just because I think Buccaneers are going to be inserted into some sort of primetime slot whenever they get the chance. So yeah, um, I think that that's where it's going to happen for that week. Uh, and they'll in the Saints, of course, it'll be Drew Brees versus Tom Brady on Thanksgiving night. And I, they yeah, but they've been doing a lot of NFC South, but yeah, it's good ratings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's just the bottom line, especially when the Saints are involved. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, so that is your schedule predictions. Uh, yeah, and we'll see what kind of craziness happens next week. Uh, if it happens next week, I mean, there's been some rumors that they've said that they might delay it. Who knows? Right. Uh, but at and the we don't know because if they release it and then the season doesn't start, they got to redo the um at the beginning of September. Like if they go to mid October and then get rid of bye weeks, they got to redo the whole fucking thing. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. No, I, well, I, I think that they have to, I think what's going to happen this year is that there's going to be a whole lot of interconference matchups early on. And then the last like four or five weeks are going to be like all division play matchups. Yeah, so in, in case, like in case they have to start play in like, if they if they're able to play, they have to play in November, like mid November. The last six weeks of the season, it's just gonna be all division. <laughs> it's gonna be awful, but it just 
yeah, it, this is the circumstances that we we're in for probably one of the most interesting seasons of the NFL. Oh yeah, we've ever experienced. Yeah, and that's not even not even considering the COVID implications. This yeah. season's gonna be fucking weird, just with all the the all the free, especially quarterback free agency. Yeah, everything that the, has changed. The coaching changes, and the coaching changes happen every year. But it's it it seems dip like. Free agency this year hit different. Yes. Even before the COVID stuff. No, right, exactly. Like, it's it, it just, everything just feels very strange about 2020. And I, th- I it certainly, it, no matter what, even if we get the full season, which, knock on wood, hopefully we do, um, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, it's, it's, all, it's all weird, baby. I love it. Yep. Chaos. Um, all right. Uh, let's do our VVBFL. Yes. Okay. Let's so to recap everyone on the teams, we have five right now. We have the Brainerd Paladins from Minnesota sporting the blue and green. We have the Escondido Artisans from California sporting red and purple. East Chicago Blacksmiths hailing from Indiana. They wear gray and red. We have the Weatherford, Texas Sheriffs in orange and pink. And we have the Mansfield, Connecticut Weavers, wearing white and navy. Okay, are you ready for your for our new team? Yes. Let me pull up Wikipedia. Okay. Perth Amboy. Say that again because you cut out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Perth, P E R T H space, Amboy, A M. That is in New Jersey. That is New Jersey, population 50,000. 50,000. This might be the biggest city, except maybe East Chicago. East Chicago might be bigger. In Middlesex County, New Jersey. So there you go. That's it. That's that is the the and that that uh that's pretty uh pretty close up the northeast coast, but that I guess you're going to have a little bit of a rivalry. Yeah. Uh, you know, there between uh between Manson Field and Perth Amboy. Mansfield. Right there. Mason. Oh, I wrote Mason Field here for some reason. It is Mansfield. Mansfield. Sorry. Sorry, Mansfield. Uh, all right. Perth Amboy. Let's right, learn so, about the city. So that uh, that gets New Jersey, and then it uh, only eliminates Pennsylvania and Delaware. Yeah, well, yeah, because everything north of New Jersey essentially got eliminated last time. <laughs> a lot of right. it did. A lot um, of it did. So l- just, looking, uh, just looking at the map before we go into uh, Perth Amboy. Yeah. Do you want to eliminate the rest of New England? So Ver- Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine? Yeah, we could do that. Okay. We could, we could do that. We can uh, – I, I think that that's, that's a fair – uh, trade off for that, and I think that our focus should be on the rest of the of the of the East Coast. At that slash, point. maybe one more team in the West. Slash, yes. I think one one more one more team in the West, and then one more team in the Southeast. Yes. So, are there any other states on the East Coast that we want to eliminate so that we can kind of, uh, kind of corral it all to more of the Southwest? Like if we got with if we got rid of like Maryland and the Virginias as well, um, or do you want to keep those in? I I I don't I would not rule against like a DC team. I'm okay with like eliminating West Virginia. I okay. really I mean, 
there's there's like one nice town in West Virginia, and it's Huntington. <laughs> you know, and we all know I we know the reasons why. Um, it's familiar. It's familiar, but not too familiar. Yeah, um, but not too not familiar. I I I think because I, like I wouldn't be against a DC team, but also I I I, I I'm I'm fine with keeping yeah, uh, our options open right now, and uh, then like okay. we can, we, I just we can like discuss it. like look yeah, just looking at the map, like having a one t- one more team out west and having having a team in the now, in the southeast why, would why another west team? D- because so like the Cal- we got California out west, right, right. We got and then Texas and Minnesota. There's nothing in the like Wyoming Colorado area. Yeah. Okay. So like I mean like. You wouldn't count East Chicago then as a West. Coast. It depends. It, it it well. I wouldn't count a state in the Eastern Time Zone as West. That's division, true. No, that is true. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. If All you right. want to, if you want to be accurate, East Chicago is in the one part of Indiana that's in Central Time Zone. Yeah. But still. <laughs> well, no, I, I I hear what you're saying. I just I yeah. I want I want clarification that 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 would be a a an eastern conference town so that's, okay yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking and yeah. maybe we're planning this out too much and n- not as much in the spirit of it just being eight random cities well, but I, with well, the spread that we've got so far like we could do we could do it yeah no i i i, I like it. i listen I, I at first it was going to be eight random but i like that we're we're we're, we're trying to care as much about it you know, in terms of its uh, geography, while also including eight random, you know, places, including a place called Ber- Perth Amboy. Right. <laughs> you know? so, Let's get into this. Yeah, uh, I'm. This not... is the lar- this is the largest city that we've that's, um, done. That's insane. I would not imagine that. Actually, let me check Escondido real fast. I I, I feel like Escondido would be bigger. Escondido is the biggest. Oh. <laughs> Still. Oh, okay. What? How? What's the population? One hundred forty-three thousand. Oh yeah. No. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I kind of, I was like Perth Amboys. That, that's, <laughs> but that's, st- that's still though, fifty thousand. That's a lot. I, I just yeah. want. What, what's the seal? What's the? I, I need to see the seal because I need to see what this, what this place represents. Uh, images. It's weird because, like, so Perth, just Perth by itself. That's a city in Australia. Right. So, okay. So Perth Amboy looks like they're by the water, and they are also their seal is um, or, or, or. <laughs> is their seal is is uh, barking obnoxiously. Now, um, <laughs> it's the it looks like it, and I, I need to, I'm gonna send this to you. It looks I, like a I can I can see it. Oh, you you can see it. It does it, yep. look, it looks like a horn, right? Like a horn on the left. Like what is, what is? I would, I would guess anchor. I think okay. I I I'm so used to the generic anchor looking things that like they have like the top thing on the yeah. left, um and stuff. And then and then on the other this side. This podcast this brought to you by Anchor. <laughs> it brought to you by Anchor. <laughs> yeah, I just I just insert the ad right here. <laughs> I, if, if I remember, I'll definitely do that. Um. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that they, so they they seem to be very sea centric. Yeah, which have, have we done anything very sea centric? We have not. So 
it's worth considering. It's worth okay. it, it, it's worth considering. Yes. But I would also like to learn a little bit more about Perth Amboy. We had to we had we should we should give respected time to these uh, places. Are you on the Wikipedia page for Perth Amboy? Yes, I haven't found anything of note, of note yet. Okay, because I because that's just that is of course uh, at least my favorite part <laughs> is, is learning yeah. about uh, anything that like any crazy crap that this this th- these towns have um, been involved if you in. if you look at the the wikipedia page on the left hand uh, on the right hand side mm-hmm. towards the top the the county that perth amboy is in is about the same shape as new jersey and perth amboy's location in the county is about the same location as the county's location in new jersey huh that's that sounds slightly confusing. <laughs> okay, but do you do you see what I mean? No, but no, I I definitely see what you mean though. Okay. Yeah, that was I, more for you than the listeners. Yes, yes. I well, I I hope that whenever we do this, that the listeners are at least taking taking note <laughs> of this and, and maybe doing some research on their own because we should learn about geography of these great these great American towns. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Uh... <laughs> there, there's there's something called the Perth Amboy Ferry Slip. Okay which is very historic. Um, it uh, looks like connects to like Staten Island. Hmm. I was going to say this, this town, this town seems like it's very close to uh, the city and Long Island and all that. It, abs- it absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right there. Um, yeah. I scrolled down a little bit. There is a section of this called chicken town. Chicken Town oh, is a neighborhood yes, in, in the western <laughs> part of Routes 35 South of Spa Springs, just south of Route 440. It shares many of the same characteristics of Spa Springs, but to a lesser extent, the city's largest park, Washington Park, is located here. It received its name for all the chicken farms that were located before World War II. Huh. Chicken Town. Chicken Town is... <laughs> very very tempting thing to base things on. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's just now I'm like, yeah. now I'm like, for, what? What's the name of this actual place? I don't know. I just like Chicken Town. It's, it's just Chicken Town. <laughs> it's just Chicken Town now. I, I I I do love that. So now now we just have like uh, I just pictured like chick. If we wanted to combine our these two elements, I just a picture like a chicken and like one of those like those floaties chilling in the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's where my mind goes now. Like that's the embodiment of Perth Amboy right there. <laughs> uh, the I, I I mean I I'm trying to see other things. Uh, what I always the notable people. There is a lot of notable people from this place. Uh, Ooh, let me see. According to this Wikipedia place. This, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I want. I want to see if I can have one that like stands out. Uh, there's Milkbone the rapper. Uh, that's <laughs> that's the first one that 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 stood out to me on that one. Um. There is not. I don't think there's anyone that I can see. <laughs> no, there's a lot of there's a lot of like law people. Yeah. Oh well, there's there's Richie Sambora, a guitarist for Bon Jovi, which okay. that's as New Jersey as you can fucking get. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just right there. The the, the, the name the, included. The, 
the first one on their page is inventor and manufacturer mo- novelty toys, including the Joy Buzzer. That's Soren Sorensen Adams. What what's the what is the Joy Buzzer now? Is I forget what it's, that it's, is. It's it's that like like you 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 put your hand down and you're like like um oh John Bajovi himself was born here. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Oh shit! No way, John Bon Jovi. We got, all right, so it's the Perth and Boy Bon Jovi's. We got it. <laughs> no, we gotta stick with our theme. We've got this far. <laughs> oh shit! That's the, that's that's insane. Good good for Perth and Boy right there. Yeah, there we go. All right, um, interesting. But like a like a joy buzz is that thing. Like you you like pretend to give them a handshake and then they shake your hand and they they get a little shock. Oh, that's not joyful. That's painful. That's the... well. It's like it's like it's just a prank, bro. Oh yeah. All right. The very all first. Right. It's right. just a prank, bro. All right. To, all right. to be invented. All right. Twitter. <laughs> Give me a break. All right. Um, I. The, all right. So the, the John. Ben, all right. So now now I just pictured like a chicken with like the John Bon Jovi haircut with a floating. Yeah. <laughs> chillin', chillin'. Where it's like the fucking I don't even know what they're called. The fucking rooster thing that goes up is in. Yeah, actually, you know who I'm picturing? It's that that one chicken character. I think it's a chicken character from Crash, the Nitro Kart, or the Crash, yeah. the Crash yeah. Tag Team Racing, the or whatever. Fu- yeah, is. the fucking newscasters <laughs> where the announcers, the one that keeps on changing. Yeah. that's that's that is who I imagine the body, but uh, well, him in the water would be the body. We have Perth Amboy right there. Right. Um. All right. So water, John Bon Jovi, chicken. chicken let's town. let's 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 have our let's have our pick. Okay. So I think that so whatever we do, like chicken's got to be the, the the like the the dress up and dance mascot. But I think we should. I really think, especially since we don't have anything nautical, mm-hmm. that I think I think that a water theme of some kind would would fit well here okay what what's um what are some water themes of our D classes if there so, is one well there's uh there's like different names for uh pirates like there's swashbuckler or privateer let me look up pirate names okay interesting buccaneer privateer yeah, I wouldn't want to do Buccaneer again. Yeah. And we can't do Raider at all. Marauder, that might be a cool one. Marauder. Pri- pri- Privateer's a little more, uh, like, official. Okay. Like, regal, I guess. Uh. Mar- yeah, Marauder seems... Uh, well... Perth Amboy. The hard thing is, the town, the, the, the city seems to be like, it's a hard thing to make it flow. Because Perth Amboy, as it stands, it's kind of, it's well, we hard, could, hard to flow a little bit. We we could do. So, um, like, we could do, I don't want to do the state name because I don't want anything to be associated with New Jersey. Um, no, no, of course not. Yeah, that would be cr- that would be cruel. That would that would be harmful to our players and our association. <laughs> um, um, so so it could be the Perth something or the Amboy something. So or did, the PA. Do do people call it like do do people call it like Perth for short or anything like that? Like I'd be curious to know. 
like if if there is like a like a colloquial a clo you know what I'm saying colloquialism, colloquialism. yes like there's that 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 it goes that people are like it's the common phrase used uh, yeah I don't know for for Perth um like I mean I I want to see if I can find like a letter by the mayor or something um that maybe that, that they might talk about that world of Diaz uh do you have do you have a letter or something um city's history just kind of talks about the city uh the superstorm sandy uh nope all right whatever we i i think we could just we could call it perth for short and then if, okay. if, if you know if someone if someone would be kind enough from Perth Amboy to confirm or deny, <laughs> people just call it Perth Amboy or or, or Perth. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, so Perth. And what was what was the role again that, you're, that you had in mind? The pirates. Privateer is what I'm leaning for. The Perth privateer. I mean, well, I mean, uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for alliteration. We don't have any alliteration. All right. Well then, let's fucking change that. <laughs> All right, Perth Amboy Privateers. Yeah. Okay. Now we just need colors. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be a little tricky. <laughs> yeah, so where are we at right now on the color front? So we have uh, – we could do blue again. We have we have a blue team. We have a team with bl- royal blue, and then we have a team with navy. Oh, well, then I feel like I, I'm always a fan of adding some light blue. Okay, so powder blue. Powder blue. Let's do it. Or sky blue. Yep. So, privateer sky blue. I don't necessarily want to copy the chargers because I was thinking like, oh, sky blue and gold would look really good, but that's just the that's just the fucking chargers. Yeah. Um. That's tough. That's that's hard to say because I, I I feel like. Yellow, it just it would, it would be so easy to do at that point. Um, we don't. We just to know we don't have any yellow teams. We don't. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be against the yellow. Could, what, what, could do. Could do yellow for like gold. Like the the actual. Like gold coins, doubloons. Yeah, we could. What. What about orange? What has, what have what, where have we, we used have, orange? We we have we've used orange once. It's the orange and pink sheriffs. That's right. That's right. Um, well, all right. Let's throw a yellow in there. I, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world to do blue and no. yellow again. I especially it's a different type of mascot. Um, right. Blue and yellow. So yeah. That's fine. Do we want to maybe do gold the main color with blue accents? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do. Let's okay. do. Let's have it be gold. With blue accents, uh, I would okay. love that. Um, the stadium, perfect. Water Stadium in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Excellent. Just fits. It's just called. It's just called Water Stadium. It's just called Water Stadium. Just fits the name. Right. Fits fits yeah. it right there. It's a, and uh, if I can get, uh, I'm gonna see if I can zoom in here. Looks like, and this may they they be this may be a, a not not really much of a surprise. Uh, looks like it's on the water. Wow. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> no, no, I actually, you know what? I don't think it is. I think that it's, it's looks like it's like in the side streets, but it's, it's Perth generally is nearby the water. So it's kind of like, it's maybe like a 
half a mile away. I don't know. Yeah. Regardless, Walter Stadium is where where the Perth Amboy pi- uh, privateers. What it is? Privateers. Yes, privateers. Yeah. The, the where the Perth Amboy privateers are uh, to be played. So, all right, I'm gonna all actually, right. or I'm gonna organize this really quick now. So, in the East right now, we have the East Chicago Blacksmiths, the Mansfield Weavers, and the Perth and Boy Privateers. And in the West, we have the Brain Nerd Paladins, the Escondido Artisans, and the Weatherford Sheriffs. Um, yes. And so we're basically looking for one of each now. Uh, one in like the Utah, Nevada, Idaho, Wyoming. Nevada, Nevada, Nevada's off limits. Nevada. Oh, that's true because it's right next to to California. Yeah. California. Okay. Um, but Wy- Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Montana, Idaho, Washington—like that kind of area for another West team. Yep. And then the East is and the then, Southeast. Yes. Or the West team could also be Alaska or Hawaii. If that that's true. That's true. I will. So all right. So we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we have, I, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty, I'm still very happy about, like, once, once we get, we're down to the last two teams that we need to get, and I, I cannot wait, because I know that when we do have all eight teams, we're going to get, start to make things organized, and I have a lot of fun ideas, uh, uh, ways to approach this. Uh, I've talked to, I've talked to, uh, our good buddy, uh, Walsh, uh, who has said, um, that we can work with him maybe to figure out a way to execute this league um, <laughs> through a D&D style game. Oh, I haven't heard about this yet. Yeah, so, so... I, no, because we're, 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 I brought it up to him, I was just like, maybe maybe there could be something that we could do like tabletop-wise to yeah. make this league work. Yes. And and if we, it sounds like if we, we're going to... I think you and I will work together on making a big board and getting the draft in order. Um, I have a lot of ideas for the draft and on, on just on its own site and its own way. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about this more about like what responsibilities we want each of us to have. Oh yeah. Like if you want to set up the draft stuff and I, I can work mainly on the uniforms, whatever that is. Yeah. No, Hey, uh, uh, do you want, do you, are you want to actually design the uniforms? Cause that'd be awesome. I would love to design the uniforms. <laughs> Go for it, man. That, that, yeah. I'll, I'll give that to you. I, and then, yeah. And then Matt can, uh, Matt Walsh can work on, um, we can we can have him well I, and I would want to work with him on it and I'm sure so, yeah. so do you to kind of a way that we can execute something like this during the fall I I, I think that this is like if worst case scenario happens and like the NFL season is just completely obliterated by this is what our this, podcast will be on <laughs> this is we have we have a we have a plan of how we're gonna yeah. follow through every single week with a uh, football season so to say, so to speak um so we have a lot of ideas and like I, and like I said we, we've talked about it in past podcasts but we we our idea is to fill these teams with video game characters uh, that we think best fit certain roles quarterback running back wide receiver all that because so we, we are such th- huge nerds this is well this is what virtual ball boys is this is yeah. what we've been preparing for this <laughs> right. has been our big moment <laughs> right here this has been the culmination of our entire <laughs> podcast careers yeah right here yeah this is we're we're, we're, we're moving towards that right now um so it, it's gonna be great um i i yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it um next uh, next podcast uh we will yes. 
we'll we'll do we'll do we'll talk any news and and stuff like that but i know that you uh matt have a very specific segment that you'd like to move forward with yes so if you're listening to this sequentially or whatever i highly recommend that before now and the next podcast you read the story 17,776 or what football will look like in the future so that's that that is the just uh, google it yeah it's a it's a it's a big piece uh that is going to be uh that that we're going to read and we're going to talk about that'll be our middle segment and uh of course we'll cap things off with our seventh uh vbbfl team so um yeah big i think it's all come together yes i'm very excited yeah we'll see vbb for you to finally read 17776 yes yeah everything will come together uh looking forward to it guys thank you all so much for listening i hope everyone's safe and doing well out there things still suck and i know everyone's having a really rough time but i know that you all and we will all get through it just hang in there hang in there we love you Thank you again for listening. Good night. Yeah. And we'll see you in two weeks. And good ball. Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods.